just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live, Randy Robinson. Here, great to have you today, and we're going to we're going to light it up today. Uh, we're, we're going to give you fuel for your faith. We're going to show you how you can talk about it comfortably, effortlessly. Our guest says, and there's a book that's out right now, and uh, you can pick it up wherever you get books. ChristianBook.com. It's always a great place to go. But you know the other. Guys, the Amazon stuff, have it there. The book is called Ignite Your Life, and it is written by Barry McGuire. And if you recognize that name, uh, you might be uh, in the world of business because Barry is very successful in the world of business. And I'll let you hear a little bit from him about that. Um, but he is very passionate about our faith because it is it is the thing. It's not just the greatest thing. It is the thing in this life. So welcome. Uh, if you're watching us live, chat is open. You're invited to be a part of the conversation. If you're watching the replay, we always appreciate your comments as long as you're nice. Barry, great to have you on Life Today Live. Thank you, Randy. Great to be with you. Uh, great show. I mean, uh, <laughs> great guests, uh, except for today. You you normally have really great guests and yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been we've been seeing you a lot lately you know i uh, heard you with eric metaxas you've been on uh, 700 club and daystar so you're getting the word out so we appreciate you taking the time to sit a little bit with us uh yeah. before we get into the the book uh and you know your message there i'd like for people to hear a little bit about your your business background because i think that's significant for several reasons one it's it's wonderful that you've been successful but also a lot of people i think separate business and faith and you certainly don't do that but tell us a little bit about uh what, what you've built in your life from a business standpoint well that's a great starting point um i am the third generation leader of my family business mcguire's mcguire's car wax and uh we were we were selling uh, through my the first two generations we were selling body shops and car dealers buffing cars that's what i did when i first got out of college and god inspired me to to go into the retail uh, marketplace and I sold the board and then the family and that idea, but had not a clue. Um, anything. All I knew was how to buff a car. <laughs> and, but I felt God leading me. So I said, okay, God, you're getting me into this mess. You got to lead me. And I, I, the scripture I've lived with all my life and I've, I've proven to be true over and over, and over a thousand times is the Proverbs three, five, trust the Lord with your whole heart, you know, and don't depend on your own understanding. I told God to say, this is so easy. I have no understanding. I don't have a clue what I'm doing. And I kind of led my life that way for about 50 years, and he just done it. But more importantly than that, I mean, now we're the number one selling car wax in America and many countries around the world. So it's been quite a ride as he's led me in this. But it's happened not because I've been focused. I love my business. But it's not my God. It's not When I get to heaven, it's not going to matter how many bottles of car wax I sold, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, I had an interesting time in 1976. Okay, I'm going back a ways. 1976, I've been at this a long time. This was the defining moment for me, really. Um, I, I, I closed the door to my office one day. I thought God was leading me into, quote, unquote, full-time ministry. That was my concept of what that meant. 
because I was having a lot of fun sharing my faith. It was happening easier and faster and more regularly. And I said, okay, God, I think you're leading. I love my business. I really love my business. I, I think you put me there, but if you want to leave me, you want to take me to full-time ministry, I will. And I prayed it with tears. I said, but God, if I leave, I have to really know it's you. So you, you all, you're, I said, almost going to have to speak to me in an audible voice. Mm -hmm. And that 20 minutes later, a guy walked into my office. His name was David Nutt. I'd, I'd never had a conversation with him. He was from my church. I'd seen him speak a couple of times. I knew he's a missionary kid, grew up in Africa. That's all I knew. Mm -hmm. And now he's walking into my office and he's, hi, Barry, how you doing? I, I was just in the area, thought I'd stop by and ask you, how's it going? And so I decided quickly that he probably wasn't into car wax and shiny paint finishes. So I told him some face sharing experiences that were all very poignant. And he looked at me and he says, God's given you a wonderful ministry here, hadn't he? Hmm. Whoa. I mean, after I just prayed that prayer, I said, hmm. wait a minute, why would you say that? I mean, it was just like, he's like, he stopped me. He said, well, uh, when you think about it, a, a pastor can't reach the people that you're reaching, but as a businessman, you can. And he gave me this line, 1976. It's obvious that your business is your pulpit. Mm -hmm. And I always saw them as kind of, they overlapped a little bit. I never saw them as there's, it's a hundred percent. And I said, wow, I, I got to tell you this prayer I just prayed. He said, well, that explains it. I said, explains what? He said, I just dropped missionaries off the Orange County Airport at Irvine, California. And I was driving up Red Hill, which is the closest main street to my office. And he said, God spoke to me and said, go see Barry McGuire. Hmm. And I said, God, I don't know this guy. I know he's from my church. I recognize the name for the church, but I don't know what kind of business he's in. I'm going to make a fool out of myself. <laughs> God wouldn't let me go. He, he, he made me come in here. And it's a lesson or obedience. I often say, you know, if he had not been obedient to that, I would have been a failure as a pastor because I'm a businessman. But uh, the, as I focus on God, you know, then in the wake, the business kept growing. Mm. And I worked hard for the business. I don't mean that. But my heart, what had my heart was not selling car wax. Yeah. My God has never been selling car wax. My, my God has been God. And sharing with him as much as I can with as many people as possible. And that changes everything, everything, wherever you are, wherever you're, whatever you're doing, that's just your pulpit, your reason for living. It, it, it's it, God's purpose. It does. It does. But I want to ask you a question because I know some people hear that and they get this picture in their mind of someone who is, you know, interrupting everyone else's work oh. life and Oof. being annoying and obnoxious. And that, I think some of the, did you have any of that fear that, oh, no, I don't want to be that guy? Well, of course, of course we all do. And, and quite frankly, when I first started out and, and I thank God for evangelism programs, I really do. I mean, they've trained and they've, they've met, brought millions of people into the kingdom, but most of us will not go to evangelism class. Right. And we use that as an excuse, okay? So that's number one. That's not an excuse. Think of the new Christian, the most the most aggressive, excited, off the chart face shares are new Christians, and they've never they've never read the Bible. They just love God, and it just is, <laughs> you know. So um, no, Jesus said they'll know you're my disciple by your love, not by your recitation of facts and scriptures. Mm -hmm. And anybody can love. And I got to tell you, I've been doing this for 50 years. Karen and I have been both sharing our faith. We're kind of unique. We've both been sharing our faith every day for 50 years. We've never offended anybody. Hmm. 
and we've never gotten anybody upset. This persecution thing, absolutely around the world, and it's coming to America. But I can tell you, for the last fifty years, I've not had that experience. And because it's it's it's, they often say it's what you it's how you say it, not what you say. When you tell people God loves you, do you know God loves you? They can't hardly accept it mm. after all they've done in their lives, and they think God's beating up on them. And no, God loves you. He loves you. And that message, and all of a sudden they're breaking. I mean, within within five minutes, people know they're looking for love. They're they're hungry for mm. the nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And a Christian comes and loves on them, and and the Holy Spirit confirms the love. And within five minutes, most of the time, within five minutes, they open up and they will tell you hurts that you had no idea about, that they've never told their friends about. Mm. And here's the best part. You can't prepare for those conversations. You just can't. That's, that's ridiculous. Mark 13, 11 says, don't prepare. Don't prepare. And Luke 12, 12 says, I'll give you the, the Holy Spirit. will give you the words to say when you need them. And so every time, I mean, you can't prepare. You're in a conversation. All of a sudden you find out this guy's son just committed suicide last night. He just got a call yesterday. He's got stage four cancer. I mean, the things that come at you, you can't prepare for that. You just love on them. And then in the middle of that, the Holy Spirit gives you the words to say, and you see them all, what? And you see their life changing in front of you. That is supernatural. That is the, There's no other way to have that kind of intimacy with God, that he can speak through you. He orchestrates your steps. He orchestrates their steps. All of a sudden, you're in a conversation you never knew you were going to have. Hmm. And you're telling exactly what they need for that moment. And it's not about getting them saved. I say, forget about getting them saved. That'll come. Love on them. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That, that begins the past. So just, just move everybody. We say move everybody every day. Everybody. Now what? Find somebody today to share your faith with. Okay, well, out of all the people I'm going to be with today that are lost and headed to hell, well, I should just pick one. Okay, well, how do I pick that one? And what about all the others? Should I just let them go to hell? <laughs> it is, it's absurd. Everybody's hurting. And when you just love on everybody and know that there's nothing secular, they're secular perhaps, but there's nothing we do, nothing we say that is not sacred. It's sacred every moment. He's using every contact, everything, folks. I got to tell you, this may, <laughs> may scare you a little bit. But you're already in full-time ministry. <laughs> everything you say and do, everything you say and do is moving people watching you closer or further away from God, mm. even your own life, mm. everybody. And uh, when you realize that, it changes the way you live. It, it does. And here's one thing that, I, that I'm observing that I think is very interesting and very important because uh, we've all seen the people do it wrong, the people that lead with, you know, you're going to hell. you know or you're a sinner what i don't hear from you as you go among people that are i'm I'm guessing it's a wide range of sinners of completely lost people because that's what lost people do right i've seen it all yeah you've seen it all uh but you lead with love and scripture just pointedly tells us that love never fails Yes. And what yes. You're, what I'm hearing from you is that when you lead with God's love towards people unconditionally, knowing that they're sinners, you know, Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. Why can't we love people who are obviously sinners? But when you lead with that love, it's uh, it's natural. It's real. It's it's not the painful experiences that 
some of us were taught <laughs> in certain churches where you got to go knock on doors and get them slammed in your face. You're leading with love, and it works. It, it so does. And the moment the moment you do anything scripted, I'm sorry, but I and I'm supposed to say they're pretty successful in sharing their faith. But they say I always lead with this question. Well, the moment you lead with the same question with everybody, everybody's different. Mm -hmm. And that may be work for that person, but not for that person. And you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to just do the unusual. And every person is unusual. And when you love on them, they open up. It's just amazing. I've never had I've never offended anybody. Of course, first off, you, you don't you don't get anybody mad at you when you tell them you know God loves you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's funny. They may disagree with you. All right. They may think, no, after all I've done, then it's you're really good because you know that they are. They, it's it's harder to reach the good guy that's doing all the good stuff. They're yeah. the hard ones. It's true. Okay. The people that look good, they're hard to reach. They're really hard to reach. Yeah. They're really hard. The ones that are scoundrels, the ones the ones that are out there, they're hungry. They know they're lost. Mm -hmm. There's over 80% of the unchurched, a great statistic, over 80% of the unchurched know the world's out of control want to believe there's a God who can solve the chaos are looking for somebody to tell them about him. Mm. And get this, they already have at least one Christian in their life that they trust. Mm. So the idea of evangelizing America is actually quite simple. It wouldn't cost anything. The problem is only 1% of us are sharing our faith. Only 1% of us. I, I can't help but imagine if, if, if we flipped that around and 99% of us was sharing our faith with, with someone in the way that you're talking about, with loving yeah. someone with God's love on yeah. a regular basis, that wouldn't just change individual lives. It would change families. It would change communities. It would change states. It would change the nation. Exactly. Wouldn't it, though? My goodness. And we can do that. Hmm. We can do that. We have that possibility. I don't care what the word the heart is. The hardest heart if they started bumping, which they bump into Christians all the time, and usually don't like what they're doing, right, right. <laughs> away from, but if they started bumping into Christians on a regular basis who are loving, mm -hmm. after a while, they're going to start saying, I know an awful lot of happy, loving people who are Christians. Maybe there's something to Christianity. Right. The right. problem is us. It's not them. They're lost. They're blinded, right? Satan has blinded their eyes. Mm -hmm. They're making this these horrible laws, all this stuff. They, but they see evil as good and good as evil. That's where the 90% of our population is. Yeah. But they have an excuse. They're lost. Yeah, right. We want to shake our fists at them and get mad at them and damn them or whatever. But for the but for the grace of God, we'd be lost. Yeah, yeah. We, we have to love. We, we, there's no substitute. There just isn't. We, we have everybody is, is, is desperate for what we have and we're holding it to ourselves. God help us. We're on our way to heaven, but we're not having any fun ourselves and we're not sharing his love and, and we're missing these opportunities that surround us. 80% of the people around us every day are lost. Yeah. Yeah. How in, much in Starbucks, where, where we're at, they're lost. So how, open up conversations. How, how much, I mean, okay. So you look at everybody knows John three sixteen, but John three seventeen says Christ didn't come into the world to condemn, to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And yet, yes. one one word that is associated with a lot of Christians, uh, in some cases wrongfully so, but in some cases rightfully so, is condemnation and, and judgment. You'd think that we would take a little cue from Scripture, from the Gospel of John, and, and learn to approach people 
in the way that Jesus approached people. Yeah. Do, do I, I you think there's we, some bad theology that's hindering us? Man, we, we've had so much bad theology in this subject, and there is this, they call it righteous indignation, but, but you, you, you have this anger about people doing all these bad things. I think maybe it came to a crux for me during the riots when I saw a young man standing on top of a burning police car and you shake baby fist like, yeah. And I was so mad. I don't get mad. I was mad. I was really mad. And the Holy Spirit convicted me. He said, that could be you. Hmm. What? That could be you. If you were raised like him, if you didn't know there's a God that loves you, you'd be doing the same thing. And I thought I would, I'm an aggressive guy. I'd probably be leading the charge. Mm. He's just lost. He's not a bad kid. He's lost. The people are doing all most. I mean, there's some that are given over to lie. I mean, we don't need to name the names, but there's some that are, there's some really evil people. Are, sure. But 99% of the people, they're just lost. Mm -hmm. And they're going to stay lost. They're not going to church. Their only hope is us. Yeah. Their only hope is us, and we're letting them down. Only 1% of us even paid. We'll give money to our church. We'll give money to missions. We feel real good about it, but we're walking by. The The real calling is, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Everybody's our neighbor. If we love them as ourselves, we're as concerned for their salvation as we are for our own. And if that's the case, then everything in our life is affecting those people around us. So we, we fulfill the whole Ten Commandments, not out of obligation, not out of law, but out of joy, because you just want to do everything you can <laughs> to bring them into the kingdom. So yeah. it changes your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it ignites your life. <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay, and perfect lead into the book. This is Ignite Your Life by Barry McGuire, available wherever you get books. And what are you communicating through the book? Someone picks this up, what are they going to get? Well, uh, first off, it's a book of scriptures. It's heavy scriptures. So, I mean, I could say whatever. It can, everybody has a story. Um, this is a book of scriptures, and if you don't read, if you don't read anything but just the scriptures, it'll change your life. <laughs> because you, when you get to the end, you realize this is what sets me free. Yeah. And probably the two strongest scriptures, and the the, the the story of my life is just trapping to put in context how these scriptures work. That's what it really is. But, but we look at Romans 8.28, one of the most well-known scriptures. We all know it. Okay, first of all, let me say, all of us know trust the Lord with your whole heart. But no, most of us aren't doing it. We say we are. But if you probe yourself down, you start realizing, actually, there's things you're worrying about. There's a lot to worry about today. And he says he'll direct your steps if you trust him with your whole heart. Mm -hmm. Well, 80% of all Christians are living in fear today. So they're not trusting with their whole heart. So this is a real serious problem in the church. Romans 8.28, I think it's the least understood and maybe the second most powerful scripture in the Bible after John 3.16. And, and, and we know it, except we don't, because we, we, mostly we don't quote the whole scripture. We, we got the all things work together for good part, and that's not working well, so it probably stunts your faith a little bit. <laughs> it's not working good for me, but it does. God promises you, I'll make everything in your life work together for good, but you got to do two things. It's a powerful sermon. I mean, churches should be hearing this on a regular basis. I'll make, I, if I was a better say, remember now, before you go out the door, God's going to make everything in your life this week work for good, but you got to do two things. One, you got to love God. Yeah. And that's really love God with your whole heart. First love, nothing yeah. between just loving God. Yeah. 
We learned that a lot, but we don't have time. But the second is, and most important is, it says to those who love God, to those, it's the same group. If you love God, you're going to tell people. You talk about whatever you're excited about. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're excited about. I love car wax, so I'm going to talk about car wax. <laughs> right. I love God, so I can talk. If you're not talking about God, you're not excited about God. He's no longer your first love. And Jesus says in Revelation 2, repent and return to your first love. Mm-hmm. So if you live for his purpose, there's no theological uh, issue or question about what his purpose is. His purpose is to seek and save the lost. Yep. Yep. It's not about your purpose. Yep. He has a plan for your life to fulfill his purpose. And when you live to fulfill his purpose, to seek and save the lost, you live in the sweet spot with God. Mm-hmm. You live in this promise that he'll make everything in your life work together for good. That's the end of fear. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That means he can direct your steps because you're trusting him with your whole heart. That means in James 1 that he'll answer your prayers because you're not wavering. The whole key to all that, how do you get to wholehearted faith? Guess what? Believe it or not, it's the Great Commission. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's to seek and save the lost. If I could add the last scripture that I think is so powerful is in Isaiah 43.10, where he actually says, why? All the other scriptures tell us, go and share our faith, proclaim the good news. Why? Why does he want us to do that? It's secondary to win the loss and primarily to win you. Thus saith the Lord, I appointed you, I pointed you, God's talking to you right now. This is God's word. I pointed you as my witness. I pointed you as my witness so that you will believe. I would say so they will believe. Mm. No, no, he doesn't, he's not using you as a, his concern is you. When he's dealing with you, his concern is 100% you, 1,000% you. He wants you to believe. And he knows when you share your faith, He allow you allow him to speak through you. And he's giving you words to say. He's directing your steps. And you come alive and you realize you have intimacy with God. And there's no other way to do that. It ignites your life. It truly does, mm-hmm. folks. And all comes from doing what the most basic things of all. That's why he calls it the Great Commission, to save you, to ignite your life, to get you out of fear. No more fear, knowing God's answering your prayers, knowing in, a Roman, uh, what is it, uh, Romans 50, 11, where he says, uh, when you bear fruit, my joy remain with you, and your joy remain full. That means you have joy every day. You know, God's answering your prayers. He's directing your steps. He's speaking through you. I mean, there's no downside to this. This is what being a Christian is all about. And when you come to that understanding, it will, as the book suggests, it will ignite your life. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you keep saying this word. You keep saying the word fear. And we know from Scripture that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but yet— you no. you ask somebody why wouldn't you you know be seen with those per- people loving them unconditionally those sinners right well it's it's fear of what other people will, will think or why wouldn't you tell someone that God loves them well I'm afraid of what they would think you know uh, no. No. How, how, how do we it's, how do we it's how so do we do this we know that the fear is wrong we know it's not from God but it controls us. It does. In fact, you know, 365 times the Bible says fear not. Mm. And if you don't have fear, if you have fear, you don't have faith. And without faith, it's impossible. Please, God. There's no excuse for having fear. You know, how do you escape fear? By living for him, for living for his purpose. And 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 you mentioned, you know, uh, on these conversations with people, they're, they're way out there. I've had it said, God can't love me, you know. I sat in a plane and the gal says, I'm in a, I'm in a relationship with another woman who can't possibly. I said, oh, you have it so wrong. <laughs> you, have it, you have no idea how big God is. Do you know he loves you? Yeah. What? 
He loves you. He loves you as much as he's ever loved anybody. He wants you to spend eternity with him. But I'm in this relationship. Well, God's not endorsing that. But that didn't stop him from loving you. You got problems. I got problems. God loves us all. We're all, we're all, we're, we're all just wretched when you come right down to it. He wants to forgive us our sins and, and cleanse us. I don't want to get too spiritual with you, but God has plans for you. And he wants to come into your life and speak to you and release you. I, I know it's wrong. I just want to, he loves your partner too. He loves both of you. As we're landing, we're praying. When we're landing, I'm praying with this gal on the plane. You know, it's such a privilege. <laughs> we just see that person for a moment. Now we have cards. We actually have cards. You go to our website, igniteamerica.com and order, and they say seeking God. And when you finish that conversation, you just say, if if you want to know more, you want to know more about God. Yeah, here's, here's a card. And that will take them to a, a huge website, seekinggod.org. That would take them from zero knowledge to the sinner's prayer. Hmm. So you just don't leave them defenseless, but you actually leave them with a ton of information as you want. Them. Well, and, <laughs> and I like the fact that you lead with the love and the conversation, and then you give them the card. Most of us want to give them the card and run. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> You know, people say, I share my faith, I take people to church. Well, then you expect the pastor to win them to the Lord in 20 minutes, you know. It doesn't work that way. That should be the last step. You have responsibility. Yeah. And you don't want to lose the opportunity, the privilege of being used by God to change people's lives and open up their eyes to the fact that God loves them and wants to redeem them and direct their steps and love on them and set them free from all their fears. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a great story. We have it all inside us and we're not sharing it. Only 1% of us are sharing our faith. The studies say 30%, but when you drill down the numbers, you find out that they think just being a good person is sharing their faith and being good doesn't get you or anybody else into heaven yeah you know it, that you, you if we attach god to all the good christians do we'd be a, a christian nation christians are proud of all the good stuff they're doing but they they get all the glory oh he's such a good person look at what he's doing yeah. I, I walked out of a restroom and a friend says i just gave that guy 20 bucks in the bathroom taking care of the of, of the bathroom. I said, well, what did you accomplish? He said, well, I made him feel real good. I said, well, you made you feel real good too. <laughs> you know, for the same ever, you could have said, God just prompted me to give you $20 mm. just to tell you that he loves you. Mm -hmm. He knows who you are. He has plans for you. Yeah. That's well, what a difference that is. Same amount of effort. It's just being intentional. And you can do that everywhere. You can move everybody, everybody, the operator on the phone. Thank you. You've been so kind. I'm so glad. Thank you, God, for challenging, for helping me with this call. God bless you. Have a good day. In moments, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're in the line at Starbucks. You're in the aisle at Walmart. Wherever you are, there's people all around you. Look at it. Can I help you? <laughs> I pulled up. I pulled up in front of a car. Uh, we're, we're right there. I, my, my friend pulled me up in front of a car in a parking lot a couple of days ago, and there's a black guy in a tank top with dreadlocks, all tattooed, trying to fill his radiator with a great big bottle of water. And I just ran to it. Can I help you? And before, within six minutes, I was praying for him and he was hugging me. <laughs> and I gave him a seeking God card. You know, it's, it's just there. It's every day is an adventure. It's so you, much fun. You know, you know what I've noticed? The people that uh, are afraid to, you know, to say anything about God in public, you know, they're typically their, their joy is very limited. And, and yeah. the people that are judgmental and just speaking with condemnation, yeah. they're miserable. They but are. People like you that just love other people unconditionally, but yet with a clarity about the truth of God, 
there's there's a joy, there's a happiness there that you just can't match. You really can't. And you know what? Nobody has to tell you to read your Bible. You're digging like crazy. <laughs> you're trying to answer all the questions that are being asked. And you're reading like crazy. Bob and all the people you by name, you know, and the people I'm going to meet tomorrow. And you're, you know, you're off the bench. Yeah. You can sit on the bench Good and turn. atrophy and Love you just turn. sit there and you die in the vine and you worry. And most Christians are there today. And you're a one millimeter away for half of the time of your life for the rest of your life mm. by just getting off the bench and into the, into the game. I, I, yeah, and I, I love the analogy. I love the picture there. Um, the the website uh, igniteamerica.com. Yeah. Tell people real quickly yeah. some of the stuff you've got there. Well, it just it's packed full of. Uh, all kinds of information and videos. I interview people, all types of people different than me. It's not just me. This is not about me. The people that are quiet, people are different ethnicities, but they all have the same joy. I just find people that are having fun doing what I'm doing. I say, hey, can I interview you so they can see that you don't have to look like Barry McGuire to have this excitement? And it's just so much fun. So this site is about just go to igniteamerica.com mm -hmm. and it's a whole world of just, you, there's no opt-ins, there's no name there's no password just right in the ministry you can't give us money and it's just about your ministry this 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 site igniteamerica.com is about your ministry and and you see how easy it is and just there's a million ways to do it and just there's no end to the ways you can have fun sharing your faith and it'll become the most fun thing believe it or not it's the most fun thing I do in my life. It's what I look forward to more than anything else and that can be your experience as I, well. I oddly enough Barry I believe you I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And you know, I may not be able to give money on your website, but I can promise you next time I'm buying car wax, I'm going to look for the McGuire brand. <laughs> well, well, that'll help too. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of nice too. Barry, man, thank you. Thank you for your enthusiasm and your encouragement uh, and Thanks. your time here today. I just, wow, very cool. I'm, ex I'm excited now. Thank you. Good. Oh, good. <laughs> right. And I appreciate all you guys out there watching. Uh, you know, one thing you can do to share your faith is to hit the share button, but that's just, that's low-level stuff. You'll get into the good stuff. Ignite your life. Check out the book. Check out igniteamerica.com. You can get excited. Come back. We'll see you next time here on Life Today Live. Thanks, I love you.